Welcome to 17 Academy. This is Alexander Wolf, and today I'm honored to have her here. She is the one who brought big yoga to small Berlin. When she started, yoga was still one of these things that you heard about, but nobody did it. And the ones who did were somewhere in the backyard, in the basement and hidden somewhere. Now, today, yoga in Berlin is a very big movement. And she is at least one of the main players who brought the spirit here. And it's called spirit yoga. And here she is, Patricia Tiedemann. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Alexander. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I know you might think I'm exaggerating, but I know Berlin pre-Patricia and I know Berlin post-Patricia and I know that it, there's more yoga and more spirit in the city now. Uh, before we start with the, with the actual story that you have to tell, uh, can you tell me shortly and our listeners what you are doing actually? Well, I, um, I'm the owner of Spirit Yoga and Spirit Yoga is a modern but soulful yoga school. Um, and my approach is clear and direct and yet gentle and meditative. And, um, and I guess it speaks to the European mind mostly because um, it brings the philosophy, it brings even religion into it without being esoteric. So I would say in a nutshell, that's what it is about. It's about coming home to yourself, to your spirit. And there are quite a few people who follow you. How many people are part of Spirit Yoga? Well, we we have a client base of about 10,000 or so. And um, of course, now, after or in the middle of the corona crisis, um, it's not that they don't come all to the studio all the time, but um, mm. that's what we have in our base. <laughs> Well, that's like a little city, right? A little city of enlightened people who bring more peace into the city. So you're doing a good job. <laughs> If people are relaxed on the street and, you know, don't yell at each other, that's part of your work. So you did some things right. And uh, I asked you to give us a story of, of a collaboration. And you said, yeah, I have one in mind that I like. Could, could you share that, please? Um, yeah. When the corona crisis started... Um, And I had to close one of my studios to, to get the other two studios through safely. Um, I was quite devastated because there were many clients who would only come to the Mitte studio and because that's right in the, in, by the Hakkasha Markt and, and was such a, you know, such a center. And um, so to give that up wasn't easy. And um, I did it anyway to save my company, to save the other studios, And um, then, and that was also in the paper, in the Berliner Tagesspiegel, they wrote about it. And I guess the GM of the Ritz-Carlton read this, that I gave up one of my studios. And he contacted me and he said, listen, we are in a similar situation. We don't have any conferences right now, no weddings, no nothing. So we're not using our ballrooms. And um, if people, if, if the lockdown is over, um, if you want to have one of our rooms and offer 
your classes there, you're wel welcome to do this even for free. And, um, and that yeah. really got me into tears because I felt that was so generous of him to do this. And, um, and it, and it was a beautiful collaboration because it brought the middle people. They, they had a place where they could go and, um, also new people could come and, um, to have that and to see the generosity that the pandemic kind of brought out even more mm. was um, I was so grateful when, when that occurred and we're planning other things together. So that's, that was really like um, a, a wonderful collaboration and it still is. So that means that in midst of a crisis where you had to close down one third of your company, actually, something else came up that gave you new opportunities. What a nice story. But that leads to two questions. First question, why don't I get phone calls from the director of the Ritz-Carlton offering me space for free? <laughs> Must be something going wrong in my life. Secondly, uh, what, what evolved out of this? Do you have a better running company now? What things have changed? What is better? What is worse than before? Well, I guess we need a crisis. Um, in order to transform um i'm uh, there i felt like when i had to give up the studio as hard as it was things um turn out to be much better now because i feel like looking back before it was a lot about running these three centers and, and keeping my head above water and and managing it well but i felt like the essence of yoga um almost became secondary um, or it was so much that I was under, under stress running it all, even though I have a wonderful manager, but it's still my place and, and to manage it and to be the head teacher and all of that, that was, that was a lot. And I find by making it smaller, it's not so much about being impressive anymore, being the largest yoga studio in Germany. It's more about, does what I do have impact and um, is it meaningful and is, is there really spirit and the spirit came back. And so it, it was, it was good what happened and to also see um, how much ego maybe was involved, even, even in me to, to, to keep it alive, to keep it up and to finally let go and transform and, and give it new meaning and new depth. And that's definitely occurring. So anybody who's afraid of, um, of letting go and, and making the essence more important, um, listen to this. It's, it's out of a loss, often a real strength and depth can come out. So if any one of you out there has you know, problems to keep your company or your project alive, just accept the offer of the five-star hotels that come along your way to give you space for free, even if it's hard, you know, even if it's a downgrade to be at the Ritz Carlton right now. But let's come to the essence of the thing. Those are two different spirits, the Ritz Carlton and Spirit Yoga. How did you make that function, or both of you? How did that come together that it worked? Because the five-star hotel probably had some you know, difficulties accepting that people come in with their yoga pants and just, you know, 
perhaps destroying the look and feel of the lobby of a five-star hotel. What's the essence of such a successful collaboration in a crisis? Well, um, for them to offer the space um, w was very meaningful in a sense that we could we could fill the space the way we wanted to. And so um, it's our job to make it soulful to 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 give it to give it a spiritual sense and and that worked well so i was actually happy that the rooms weren't cluttered with stuff that they were beautiful empty rooms and that the yoga could speak there because um it was perfect there was no there was nothing that that would interfere with what i'm teaching so It worked quite well because they were empty and vast. And so it worked. But let's take out the learnings for the other people who not, might not have a yoga studio and not a five-star hotel at hand, but who want to collaborate with people from different branches, from, from different worlds, from different cultures. So what's the essence? You have this director, which is probably a different mindset than yours. What did you do to make this work? Well, I think most important is um, to to stay true to yourself and also to ask yourself, how can you serve um, the person you're partnering up with and how so that you're not using them, but that you're giving and that you're bringing something into the company, into their world that that's... Um, that's beautiful and truthful and, and is an asset to them they might not have. So it's more about giving than taking. It sounds very, you know, esoteric, but it's not. It's normal. It's wise. It's logical because if two partners invest time in thinking about the other one, then the other one will build trust and will relax because you know that the other one is taking doing the work of thinking about your stuff and your problems First of all, you don't feel alone anymore with your shit. And second of all, you start trusting the other one because you can, you know, lay back. You can, you, you know, that the other one has your back. Yeah. And the other one brings inspiration from probably a different mindset, which can help you with your problems. And both parties Did can you... learn. It, it's, um, we learned from them how, you know, hotel business works and, and what times are good for them and, and how they can how they can create a space that's meaningful meaningful for them as well. So, um, yeah, so for both parties, it's a learning curve. And I think um, coming out of it, I'm somewhat of a different person because of this learning experience. And we need others um, like a mirror to, um, to grow and to become. And so... Um, can't do it all alone. So, and the crisis showed us that. And so that's the good part about it. We can all. So, so you would encourage people to, to contact people from different worlds and from different branches and to suggest or search collaborations, even if they at first sight might not sound or seem logically to just get inspired and get different insights. Totally. I, I also do this when it comes to, um, um, honing my craft further. I, I'm not so much looking um, in the yoga community for inspiration. I usually talk to rabbis, to priests, to 
doctors um, to psychiatrists and um, to to get more the essence or to refine the language or um, making you know working on the asanas um, it's usually the fine tuning happens through these um, partnerships because you learn a lot from people who are outside of your own business and have a different perspective mm. on the same thing. Mm. Very smart. But talking about fine-tuning, how often did you sit down with the director of the Ritz-Carlton to understand his demands and his problems and his wishes? Um, only once. Uh, it, it didn't need much and um, and then it worked. So it's it doesn't have to be much if both parties are, are clear with what they can bring to the table. And um And so, and then, of course, it's about being reliable and trustworthy um, to to make it happen on a on a long term basis, and um, and not be a fly by night. Mm. And then one other aspect that I know from my collaborations, which very often is the most difficult part: how did you not persuade but convince your community? to go to a place where normally a yogini wouldn't go. How did you do that? Well, the good thing was in, in this case that the the studio in Mitte wasn't around. Anymore. Okay, so, you closed the one thing down, so, so they had to go. For them, it was fabulous because they didn't have to travel all over town to take a yoga class at Spirit. So that worked. And, um, and also I felt... Um, The, the Ritz-Carlton was very open-minded. Maybe it's Berlin, you know, it, it wasn't... I, I was a bit worried that if people walk in in their yoga pants and their, their pink yoga mat, that that would be a little right. odd in a five-starter. But it wasn't. It was like they were completely comfy doing so and the Ritz made um, a nice um, non-alcoholic um, cocktail and so it was it it worked and people loved it for an experience to to have yoga somewhere else so well but here it's easy in berlin because as you say in berlin people who don't know berlin let me explain you can come naked nobody will ever notice you know so berlin is a very open space yeah so but for the others out there how do you convince your own peer if you do collaborations with people from the outer world, from outside of the bubble. How do you do that? Um, well, I think, first of all, you have to stay true to yourself and you have to, your, your work has to speak for itself. So they need to experience what you do and need to, need to um, get a feel of what you offer. And, and so then that's the way to gain people's trust, I think, through the, if they experience the work and if it's not just your reputation, but if it's actually something that they can touch and feel. And so um, with all partnerships that we have, it's, it's always that we, we, we give them a taste, we invite them in and, and um, so that it's not just something that they hear about, they need to experience it and then they get it and then, it's clear then it's it's not you know it's it's something they have to feel it in their in their mm. in their body too <laughs> mm. well you're right i i would like to you know comment on this 
just treat them like kids. You know, if you have your own people who are reluctant to, to go your way to, you know, experience new things, just imagine how it would be with kids, you know, make them interested, say it's nothing decided yet. You know, I want to try something new. Don't, you know, relax, don't fear and make them interested. Curiosity, curiosity can do at least half of your job and make them experience a good thing. A positive experience can solve a lot of problems mostly people are just afraid of, you know, entering new spheres that they don't know. You, you just help them on the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> on the first ride. So, Patricia, thank you very much. Thank you for bringing the spirit to Berlin. And uh, thank you for taking your time to help us with 17 Academy to spread that message from Berlin to collaborate more. Do you have a message to the people out there, to the world? Yeah, I think the more we live in the outer world, um, it's so important to have a balance for that, to, to take quiet time for yourself, to either go to the woods or to meditate and to connect to the source again so you don't get lost out there in the world, but that you are anchored, that you have an anchor within yourself. And that's the most important thing, To, to stay true and to stay true and to, to have um, a positive energy to give is taking quiet moments to reflect, to connect to your roots again. Says Patricia Tiedemann from Spirit Yoga Berlin. And now this is what we want to give you, some quiet time. So we're going to stop this now. Thank you very much, Patricia, and see you at Spirit Yoga. All the best. Thank you, Alexander. <laughs>